I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. I'm Sal Conca. And I'm Wayne Heckler. And this is the Imperfect Podcast. To the bumper. This week in the news. So this week, ABC relaunched their streaming website and app and taking Nostalgia TV to a whole new level. They'll be streaming 38 throwback ABC shows for free, whether it's My Soul Called Life, Ellen, or even Dinosaurs. What do you think about reliving your 90s, boys? I love dinosaurs. <laughs> Not the mama. But on the music, let's do this thing. <laughs> My Soul Called Life, I mean, who didn't love that show? I didn't no? watch it. Oh, sorry. I didn't. <laughs> you guys weren't chicks like me. <laughs> so in other news, The Walking Dead trailer will premiere on July 22nd. Everybody's waiting to find out what happens with Negan. Any of you guys Walking Dead fans? I don't even Absolutely, know. Absolutely, but I'm a little behind on Netflix. So oh, then you're not a now, fan. No, no. I like to, I like to <laughs> binge watch. No, I like to binge watch. I don't like to watch it one week at a time, so I like it better. This but is I, I have like five episodes to go to catch up. No, so, okay. They've got a I'm whole watching. new... like. You know, I main know. character to the cast, Negan. And so don't ruin it. Don't tell me anything. Uh, well, I'll be waiting with abated breath on <laughs> July 22nd. <laughs> so we also had this week, this past week, first peek at Pennywise, the clown from the anticipated remake of Stephen King's It, which will be starring Bill Skarsgård. I know, Dan, you saw the picture of uh, Pennywise. Yeah. What'd you think? It Creepy? Looks, looks good. I like it. Wasn't that um, one of your favorite horror films? One in back in one of the other podcasts? Did you mention yeah, Pennywise? Yeah, I mentioned it. It gave me nightmares because I was four. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a horrible idea. Well, well, there's a lot of people that hate clowns based on that movie. Yeah. In particular, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, 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 there's an innate fear of clowns for some reason, and just putting a clown as as the uh, central villain in any movie is is creepy. <laughs> so, in other news, Star Wars fans have something to look forward to. Rogue One Star Wars Story trailer aired on ABC July 15th during Secrets of the Force Awakens A Cinematic Journey. It's causing lots of questions since it will be the first major Star Wars release without featuring a Skywalker. Yeah. You guys up on this? I I am up on this. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think this is nice because it's going to set up a whole new, you know, new movies coming out. This won't be the first, this won't be the only one to do a few like that and take it in a whole other direction. It's going to be yeah. interesting. I'm I'm excited to see the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. That's all I got for the news this week. Reviewing the purge election year. Welcome back, and we are going to be talking about the purge election year. So last week we went to the theater to go see the purge election year. And uh, the brief synopsis here is that uh, years after sparing the man who killed his son former police sergeant Barnes has become head of security for Senator Charlie Roan, a presidential candidate targeted for death on purge night due to her vow to eliminate the purge. Uh, I'm going to start out with saying uh, this is, you know, this is billed as a horror movie. Wikipedia says it is billed as a social science fiction action horror film. There you go. That probably gets it right. Yeah, I think that's pretty detailed. Yes. So, so it's that multi-genre. It. It's multi-genre. Yes. Okay. So, well, the thing to me is it had a great storyline. It had a storyline that was that was moving. Uh, there were multiple things going on, um, multiple stories going on, and they were all coming together for the one overarching story. So uh, that was my you know my positive note for this movie. 
Yeah, and I mean, the synopsis, I don't think, does it justice. I mean, that underlying, that whole, that whole synopsis is an underlying story tone, I feel like. You know, the the political climate of this movie is much more overpowering, and the political message, I mean, for good reason. I mean, the whole thing is called election year, so yeah. they're really driving home the election aspect of yeah. this, and the, the political climate of this, and the, you know, the haves and the have-nots, essentially. Right. And it really touches on, like, a conspiracy theory of depopulating the population, or ever-growing population. Yeah. yeah. And that was the whole point behind it, and what it was is they're discovering that, you know, how come the rich people, the people on the top, they're not included in this purge. I mean, particularly, specifically, the uh, politicians. So for this one election year, they pulled back those restrictions and everyone was going to be treated equally to try to show that there was no distance between the classes. Right. Yep. Yeah. And well, that's- I actually don't even think that his backstory is as relevant as the senator's. Correct. Because yeah. she was, you know, 18 years prior, um, a victim of the purge and watched her whole family get killed and she was spared. And she does a hell of a job. And That's Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah. Um, from, we, yeah. From, Lost. from Lost. Yeah. So she does a great job. Yeah. Beautiful and woman. so now she's... she's... A, I, I love her as an actress, by the way. She's yeah. just awesome. So that's, that's just a side note. <laughs> so now she's, you know, hell-bent on getting rid of this. It's basically the main point of her running for office, for running for president. So, But I think that that was more relevant than Barnes' yeah. past. Exactly, you know, because it, her, her whole family was killed. She yeah. saw her life's duty, basically, as being to eliminate this this ridiculous uh, tradition, right. the purge. And you saw how this was ingrained in society, even in the churches. That's what it was billed as. Like, mm-hmm. they're purifying. It was purge and purify, purge yeah. and purify. Oh, yeah. So it's really like brainwashing the people into thinking, hey, you got to get all, all your anger. And then the <laughs> great part was the tourism, what they call, what, the murderer's tourism? Yes, right? murder tourism. Mur- I've heard of medical tourism, tourism but... <laughs> but this heard- was different. People <laughs> yeah. coming in from Germany, from all over the, the world, and said, America's great, because, you know, you could get this violence yeah, out. freedom, so, yeah. Right. You, can, you can release your rage, purge, purge. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was an interesting movie. There were elements of horror yeah. in it. You know, there, there was some very traditional horror. You you had pointed out actually, Sal, that with, there was the three girls strapped to the roof of the car. Yep. Uh, what oh, was that? I was I was referencing Faces of Death. Oh, I Faces said, of Death. Because that whole scene was like a montage of the different ways people were dying. You had the three girls on the car. Yeah, tied had, to the hood of the car. That was very uh, yeah. It was a cool <laughs> visual. Scene. It was yeah. a it cool. Just, scene. It definitely had a lot of horror did, elements to it. Uh, did I imagine a guillotine or that? No, no, there was, oh, no, there was okay. Right. Yep, there was the I guillotine in the alley. Guillotine. Yep. In the yeah, beginning, yeah. yep, that was all part of that sequence. That, montage, that, that yeah. basically, as soon as the purge happens, right, the sirens go off, and it's just you got some people who it's are waiting mayhem. for the mayhem, and then it's just happening all around. And it was um, like Halloween, right? Even a merchant, she's like, "It's Halloween!" Like selling masks. So yep. this is something that's being built the entire year. So there's people out there that actually plan this. Okay, when purge day comes, we're going to do this. So it became a really big thing. Yeah, and one of the underlying story tones of that plan was, right, the, the young girl who comes into uh, one of the main characters, Joe, uh, who's played by McKelty Williamson. He's known for Bubba in Forrest Bubba Gump. Gump. Yeah. He's, yeah. Bubba, Bubba he's Gump. Bubba Gump, and he, he also plays the diabetic in Con Air, which Con Air is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, very good actor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we didn't realize it until today that that was him, actually, sadly for us. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he, he has this encounter with somebody, a teenage girl, who comes to his store and tries to rob him. She wants, uh, you know, shop 
shoplift. Not rob him. Shoplift some candy. And he and, dedicated his life to this store, so he wasn't willing to let it go. He was going to stand and defend the store. And then he had kind of an apprentice that came from a different country that came to America and wanted to work the proper way. And yep. he learned the trade. So it was kind of like he would later inherit the store. Yeah, and he comes, stands arm in arm with him to defend the store, which, you know, basically it's really about defending their tradition and defending the American dream almost because yeah. that's what he says to him. He goes, the real American dream, you came from another country and if you partner with me, then you'll be a business owner and all that type of stuff. You know, and it's fighting and bucking the trend of this young population, right? This yeah, young yeah. girl who basically we find out she just killed her parents and now she's like, I'm going to come get my candy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was an interesting. I heard death was inconsequential uh you know but it was a fun little plot line there it, it made well that was the scenes. thing it was a fun plot line it wasn't anything she had nothing to do with the overarching story of the entire story it made the message that it's all about the candy yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much it's a strong motivation right pretty much but and the one thing we're not mentioning here is the lead actor frank grillo yeah right who's sent in to protect protect the senator she he's he's her confidant right and he's the one basically everybody else is traded against her right they've they've all turned against her in some way and uh you know he's the only one that's basically by her side and he's a real badass let's put it that way oh sure <laughs> his character is really awesome i mean he played uh, crossbones in uh captain america the yep. the actually two of them winter soldier and uh the most recent one yep uh Civil he was War. also in the original purge he was also in the original purge he's 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 the only character that's uh so far like carried over through the purges yep um, you know, his, his storyline is great. He's, he plays a real badass, like you said, you know, he did well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no problem think, there. I think he, him, him and her, Frank and Elizabeth Mitchell, I mean, they hold the movie together. No and then, and then don't forget yeah. the one who was driving around the triage car. She was kind of tough. I know. I didn't get her name. I don't uh, know. Okay. That's, that's Betty, Betty Gabriel. Oh, Betty in the movie. Oh, in the movie, her name was Lainey Rucker. Um, okay. but her, uh, but her actual name is, uh, Betty Gabriel. Is she in anything else? Is she, is she in anything I'm assuming else? you have IMDb up I have IMDb there. up, yes. <laughs> but she was good. She, um, The young girl who wanted her candy, she respected her because she wound up making a name for herself during these purges. Yeah, they thought, oh, you're, you're the real badass. You're my role model. I look up to you, all that. And she gives the candy back, but... You know, lo and behold, we, we know what happens. And then, yeah. we, then we find out later that it wasn't that's you know, she's more, she changed her ways, really. It's yeah. about the neighborhood. She just grew up kind of tough, and now she's a different type of person. Yeah, yeah uh, Betty uh, Betty Gabriel is really not in much of anything. She was uh, in a movie called He's Way More Famous Than You Are, and she played like a hairstylist, and she was in a couple of short films. A movie called The Experimenter. In 2015, and and then Purge. Like I mean, she cool. really is is a new. And she did the, the job. Yes, yeah, so she was great. More of her. Yes, absolutely. We should give her a call. Next film. Yes. Um, you know, uh, again, uh, overall, the, uh, the there was a lot of cool things that happened with this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> a lot of special effects. A lot of cool special effects. Yes, the horror elements. A lot of action going on, but at the same time. There's a little, message. There's of. a message, in it, but at the same time, right, the movie's a little slow and drawn out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it had a great quote line in it. Anybody remember it? Good night, blue cheese. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I know something about blue cheese. But yeah. <laughs> I guess because blue cheese takes a long time to make. Maybe you got, you got to watch the movie to get that quote right. and figure out what that is. <laughs> yeah, but they, it was so good, they used it multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yes. They did use it a couple times. Okay, now... Uh, 
in horror films, a lot of times you have a little bit of a cheesy element, and there's there was a lot of cheese stuff going on in here. Um, we we talked about the 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 girl with the candy, and that that was kind of a cheesy moment to me. There were there were a lot of things like that um, throughout the film sparse throughout. Now I complimented the hell out of it and said, "Hey, there was some great storyline that was going there and this stuff." But to me there was a lot of cheese, like maybe a little too much cheese. Yeah, well, I think we sat outside the theater last night, blue a little, little too much blue cheese, yeah. <laughs> we sat outside the theater last night and we're trying to figure out for ourselves even well, I was and it's like the movie was action packed, had had this storyline that's flowing and there's action constantly happening, but how is it still that a movie like that could still feel slow? You know, yeah. in some regard, right? There's all this action happening back to back. People getting killed, guillotines. You got the uh, the white power, secret service <laughs> chasing them the entire time. You got helicopters flying overhead, bullets with trackers in them. A lot of cool elements when you really sum it up. But at the same time, the movie felt to move really slow. I, I don't know. Maybe it was too late for us to go see it. <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask you something. Maybe there wasn't many ups and downs. It was all like... When I, I think of a good movie, I think you, you have something that, that is action-packed and it goes up and, and the, everything is up and high and, and, and then it comes back down and you have your moments of relax. Maybe the, it was just up and it stayed up. Mm-hmm. If Does this make any sense to anybody? Yeah, it didn't have me? enough peaks and valleys. Well, it didn't have enough peaks and valleys. I mean, they were the slow times. I mean, they were, you know, they would go through their battle and then they'd be hiding again. There weren't a lot of cut scenes because they all joined forces at one point. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, they were separated and you had all these different elements going on. Then they all end up being together, together the entire time. So you're not getting that shift of, of anything, right? There's no yeah, parallel, under, there's right. no underlying storyline anymore. Basically, it's all one storyline. Maybe that was the, the issue in some regards. You know, you just had basically one storyline barreling Point. down the tracks the entire time. Um, you know, I, I think the film's worth watching. Maybe it's, you know... I think maybe they were towing a line. It almost like they wanted to be horror, but they didn't want to cross the line and be ultra gory. Because you think the purge, you start imagining your mind what horrible stuff would be happening. We only got a little taste. It didn't even go all the way. Ethan Hawke was on like no budget. Yeah, right. right. What, what, What did it say? Three million. It's the highest grossing horror film on the lowest budget ever. Yeah. Three million dollar budget, and it grossed like. Forget if it said eighty something million or something. I mean, you know, kudos well, to them. Yeah. You know, we'll be talking about uh, why Hollywood makes bad movies in another segment in an upcoming show. So yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll discuss more in depth <laughs> how low budget movies still get made. So and that about wraps it up with this one. Long Island International Film Expo. This past week, we participated in the Long Island International Film Expo that ends on July twenty first. Our film, Twisted, was featured along with four other films last Thursday. I was the only one that didn't get a chance to make it, so you guys are going to have to fill in the rest of that. You seem like the odd one out then. (laughs) All right, so uh, the three of us got to go down to check out the film festival. Uh, It was a good time. They treated us like gold over there. Uh, We got to do a little bit of an interview, which you can catch on YouTube, and we'll we'll, we'll tweet out the actual link uh, for the interview. Um, So check that out on Hecklocane Inc., um. Anybody want to talk about the other films? We were in a block of films, so well, I was uh, just going to say. Well, Dan said that there was four of the movies. Of course, there's a lot yeah. more. These were in blocks, right? So the first block had five. There was a second block, also five, um, and the third block, also five, for just one day. So there's at least three blocks per day, and it went several days. Yeah, exactly. The first film we got to see was called um, Stuck in Mute, which I think we all liked for the most part. It was shot really well. Yeah. 
cinematography was beautiful. <coughs> the storyline, yeah, it's nice. It was done well. What was stuck in mute? Who who made that, Joe? Um, that was uh, director Shane. I'm, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. <laughs> Muwissen. Okay. <laughs> and producers Alec Codestam and Shane Muwissen. Um, and uh, Shane also had written the piece also. Well, I mean, brief synopsis, right? I mean, it was a quick story about a short film, just like ours was. A uh, short story about... Um, Select a, mutism. Selective mutism, Selective yeah, mutism. Where, where there were a bunch of children that didn't speak, but then uh, a young boy and this girl form a bond, uh, and he actually speaks to her. Said yeah. said it. It, was, it, was, it was a good story. It was, it was well shot. There was a lot of things. Uh, we, we, were just, uh, made, we had made comments about there was a scene where they go on the train, and like they, they got a lot yep. of... They got a lot of uh, cool locations that they shot at, too. Um, and it was cool. They were from out of state. They were yeah. not a uh, New York film production. This, this was a New York uh, premiere for them. Yep. New York premiere, specifically. Yeah. So kudos to them. We'll have yeah. to... Uh, what was nice about it within the movie, the two, I guess, mutes, I guess we could say that, yeah, Adam, sure. but, you know, but um, they got along without speaking. You know, he was being beat up, he was being bullied, and she steps in to help him. And without saying a word, they got to communicate something together. And there's beautiful shots in the middle when they're following each other through the city. You see him pop out, then he disappears, then yep. she pops out. So it was like a little cat and mouse game between them of no talking. So that's something that resonated with me. I like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, the second movie in the block was ours, and uh, I think we've we've talked about ours just a little bit. Um, and it was basically, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. We could talk I'm about the, our film for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted. I mean, one thing we said because it's a horror film that um, the audience there might have been a little uncomfortable, which was good. I guess we did our job then. I mean, it wasn't gory. It's not a gory horror film. No. Um, but we we wanted it to be something that you would squirm in your seats, and I'll be honest with you, I was looking around, and, and we, we know the movie, so like we were looking at it going, okay, this is great, and I'm looking around, and the people in the seats were actually squirming. Yep, you guys did your job. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. And just just watching it, you know, I was one of the actors in it, and just watching, I felt it all over again. It's like wow, like I believe I believe the whole story, even though we're in it. It's kind of funny, and it was cool. We had the um, Q and A after, uh, you know, after the film was all the films were over, and you know, we had a lot of questions. Some of the other filmmakers came up to us, and you know, were you know chatting us up about our film. Uh, you know, a lot of great great folks there you know during the day so yeah. um i think it went over well i think our film was well received you should definitely go to hecklecane.com check out our film as well yeah it, yet. it will be it will be reposted up there um this uh, uh release date on, on this monday will be reposted so yep yeah, we want to take it down for the film festival. Yeah, we took we it down for the film up, festival right. <laughs> and then our third film was lying to the wall how did um, that feel to you guys what did you think about that okay uh it was it was very artsy Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm over speaking by saying it was very artsy. They, and by artsy, it, it had a message. They were trying to de- deliver a very specific yes. message. Um, you know, it, I'm just going to read you the description that they have yeah. uh, in the thing because that's the, the kind of the best way to do it. The seemingly friendly gift of a long lost masterpiece turns tragic. An old Etonian prefers to defend his conservative philosophy rather than confess a truth to a visiting young man who holds a far more rare manuscript in his hands. Well, what this was, okay. was <laughs> give us the real deal. What I was guess, it really about? Was it All his right. stepfather? So it, it it turned out to be his his actual oh, biological actual. father, which he didn't know. Right, he, he didn't thought it was a stepfather. No, he thought it was um, a, a um, he thought it, his father in the in the film uh, killed himself, and he uh, he perceived that he killed himself because of this man. 
uh, not realizing he stole his mother, stole away, his from mother his away from his father. Right. Maybe they didn't get married, but in a way, it's his stepfather. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure yeah, I'm on yeah, the yeah. ball here. It's fine. Yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, all right. you yeah. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Continue. But, Continue. But that's all irrelevant to the fact that this was yes. a movie really about um, capitalism and socialism, and you know, sp- you know, speaks to the times a bit with you know new money and their uh, new money versus old money and their ideals and conservatism and all that good stuff. Um, the filmmaker was actually there. He gave he gave a very very poignant speech. I think he actually did an interview before. For us as well. His name is Walter Turney. He wrote and directed the film. So yeah, and uh, it was uh, executive produced by Angel uh, Acevedo. Okay, and I mean, listen, film was produced well. It, the yeah, sound absolutely. Was, the sound was great. Oh, yes. um, definitely more of what you would consider, and like Joe said before, an artsy film. A um, lot more dialogue, a lot of longer script written, um, yeah. you know, etc. So, but definitely one you'd want to check out. Next one comes in is we had the Carousel Man. They were a fun group, huh? They were, <laughs> Definitely. The, there was the whole group of them. This was a documentary now. Yep. Um, now, this is about a uh, specific man. Um, uh, Sal, Sal DeCecco. <laughs> I got it. I'm the, I'm the only Italian here. I, I can pronounce it. From Mount Kisco? Is that where it was Mount Kisco, oh, Okay. Um, really interesting fellow. He, he built a one-seventh size uh, carousel replica. And basically, this just documents his, his uh, passion for the way he did this. And uh, it took him 10 years to build. And basically, the, the documentary follows his his the trials and the, tribulations. The trials and tribulations. Good, good I, yeah. analogy there. And it's really about like you know, is he just so passionate, or is he crazy? You know, like how is he you know, OCD? The, is the, the filmmaker got up at the at the end there, and uh, he said that you know he, he's crazy, but he said it with a passion that he he's with crazy a love. with a yeah. love for yeah. him, not not as a negative thing. Well, he was a very brilliant man because what he did. I mean, you want to see the documentary, but every aspect of building this carousel, he had to learn a new tree to accomplish it because yep. he was the only one building it. So he had to learn electronics. I mean, and there's no way we could even describe it in this podcast. I mean, you, yeah. we can't even translate to you how beautiful this carousel is i mean it's a piece of artwork basically is what he made and eventually he passed away in 2008 2008 so this, this film's been sitting around you know for a while and they finally decided to edit and produce and release this to the world and i i think it's a great thing i think it's something that people when they see this and see uh how every aspect was handmade and like wayne said he just perfected it you know everything from being an electrician to a mold maker to yeah. an artist <laughs> you know <laughs> so really great film definitely go check that out i think they if you go to the carouselman.com i think i found it online you can go check it out it was directed by anton e- e- evangelista and uh produced by frank leone I think they were called comprehensive films or something like that but and yeah. that carousel did eventually get out of his garage and he got to display it it was at a mall and yeah the mall a- in mount kisco and then the mall went out of business so the, the carousel does end up back in his garage again and i know <laughs> and they're hoping it's only temporary yeah. right? we the, know his wife really wanted that parking spot yeah, <laughs> want, the wife really wanted a car in the garage which we don't know happened yet no, it, it, it really was a lot of big family sacrifice we met the family yes, who was part of there. it so it was nice to see them the grandkids were there and everything yeah dan you should actually check that out it was a cool one to see just yeah. because of it's something amazing that this guy was just a unique just a unique guy. You're not going to see anything like this anywhere else, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, let's let's move on. The uh, yeah. the final film of the uh, of our block that we were in uh, was called The Guest, 
And it was, I believe, in Russian. I'm not going to... 100% Don't quote Russian. me that. It, it's, yeah, it was I'm, definitely I'm, in I'm Russian. I'm going with Russian. We're yes. going to go with Russian. Uh, some some kind of uh, Russian European, language. I don't know. Yes. Um, you know, and it was it was all subtitled, so it was, it was quite clear what was going on in it. Uh, I got to tell you, probably, you know, the story for me was a little hard to follow, follow because I was reading it. And uh, I think you... For me personally, I'm not the biggest fan, and I'll say it right up front. I'm not the biggest fan of reading a movie. Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch it and enjoy it and become in, involved in it. As and, blasphemous as that is as, you from know what, independent filmmaker, you know what, but, gonna, you know, but it's just you know the what, truth. And, you know, you just you know, <laughs> bash me for it. Uh, that's fine. Right. I, you know, um, I, I, I didn't bring my reading glasses to to the movie, so <laughs> I didn't have mine on. I could read the subtitles okay. just fine. <laughs> um, but this beautifully shot, uh, really, really well put together. They, were, they had a whole bunch of sponsors <laughs> that spons- that were behind this, that mm-hmm. were obviously pouring money into this film. And uh, Canon was one of them that came to mind. Uh, there were a couple other ones that came up in the beginning, and uh, I can't remember them all. So the cinematography was excellent. The sound, yeah, it was yeah. some it of the most well, beautiful, well done. Some of the most beautiful shots we saw of the day. Uh, but I want to get back to this first. Yeah. Uh, just to, to summarize the story in this, what happens is um, this family lost their daughter or son, was it? I'm sorry, they, daughter. They lost their daughter, right? And then they had this other young boy, and they become so particularly the mother becomes so overly protective of this boy that um, I think it's re is the Munchausen syndrome is when a mother you know wants their children to be sick all the time just to have that need to take care of them. They don't want them to go, so it's just like you're you're sick, you can't go outside. So she kept them, um, you know, very tight. And then this woman comes over and she has a deal with the husband to find rare manuscripts. She was a distant she was a distant relative i believe yeah and uh so that's why she was there and which was a little inconsequential but she ends up making a connection with the son who seemingly you know has all these problems and issues and he's actually a mute as well yeah. uh you know yeah, uh, two oddly, mutes in one blog yeah, two selective oddly, mutes. oddly enough so yeah i mean it was an interesting storyline um the subtitles you know not the easiest to get through like we said but uh really beautifully shot i mean they they made a great piece of work there with with a lot of the, a lot of the camera angles and things like that and the lighting well for everything you know the film expo goes to the 21st you know you can go to longislandfilmexpo.com for more info or on any of these films you can check out our facebook page or our website and see our film twisted and hope you guys enjoy and we hope you support independent films please go to these festivals there's really great works of art in them Thank <music> you.